0: Hi guys and welcome back to the Average Pundits podcast, your home of all things Premier League. We are back with another interesting episode, the end of the January transfer window special, going through some of the winners and losers of the January transfer window and quite an interesting one. Not so many big names, but definitely quite a lot to talk about. Um, But as always, I am joined with Reese. How are you doing, Reese?
1: Yeah, I'm good. Good. Uh, very. I, I would arguably say that now the most interesting part of the season's over. You know, the transfer window is is always the, w- one of the most exciting aspects of it, and now we just got to hope that the end of the season now is as exciting as as the start.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the summer transfer window, it was, it was a weird one, obviously, going with, with the pandemic and everything going on. We weren't really sure what we were getting into. But January, it wasn't as fruitful as it has been in some years. But we have seen an awful lot of business being go, um, gone through throughout the entirety of January. So if we start off at the top of the, um, top of the alphabetical Premier League, there's no way they'd be at the actual top of the Premier League. Uh, we'll start with Arsenal. <laughs> um, the ins for Arsenal, three ins, uh, Omar Rekic, Matt Ryan and Martin Odegaard. Um, Omar Rekik, a 19-year-old from Hertha Berlin. We'll have to wait and see with that one. I mean, Let's talk about the players that we know. Uh, Matt Ryan, Brighton, a loan move. I'm not sure. Um, obviously, they needed a backup keeper. That Renison definitely hasn't looked... looked the, the finished article in the Premier League, he's looked pretty terrible. So, um, Matt Ryan on loan from Brighton. Any comments there?
1: Um, it was bizarre, let's be honest. It was bizarre. No one expected Matt Ryan to get a top six move anytime soon uh you know he's he's a capable keeper but uh, as we were talking before the podcast he couldn't even get into the brighton team so why should he be given the time of day at arsenal why would arsenal even want to because they've got burnt leno yeah they need a backup but surely someone else would have been suffice instead
0: yeah, well, I mean, Runnison definitely, like I said before, he doesn't look like the finished article. He doesn't look ready for the Premier League. But they did spend on him, and it's going to be hard to shift him if the performances aren't coming in. So I can understand the, the movement for a, for a lone keeper, but Matt Ryan definitely was a bit of a strange one. It's not terrible, but it's nowhere near great. It's kind of a nothing deal. But one that was a little bit more fruitful was Martin Odegaard from Real Madrid, who made his Premier League debut against the United in a, in a very spectacular 0-0 draw and came on the ballot of 81st minute. It was it was an awful game, but and that's, that, that aside, I can't talk about that. <laughs> but um, Martin Odegaard-Reese, uh, more of an exciting one. Six-month loan to the end of the season. No, nothing else in that contract, but six months. Do you reckon we'll see anything good from Odegaard?
1: Now this, this was one of the ones that excited me. Like I was thinking towards the end of this transfer win that we were going to get nothing. Uh, I was, As a Liverpool fan, as we'll get to, I was hopeless throughout this entire thing. So, I was hoping that someone else would have Stepped up and Odegaard is, is a big name. He was very good last season in, in La Liga, um, many people's team, the seasons, and and he played really well. So, a uh, hot prospect. I mean, he did fall out of favour at some points, but he back and firing. And I think Arsenal have picked up someone good and uh, they're going to be looking to fill that Ozil role. And, you know, Odegaard could grow into that. And I'm not sure whether there any clauses are there to, for, for Arsenal to buy, but. We'll have to see what Arsenal make of this opportunity and maybe they can get some places up in the table.
0: Yeah, I think we'll be able to discuss them in the summer. But on face, there's nothing else in that deal. But six months of a good player could help turn Arsenal's season around. But some of the players which actually left Arsenal during this window, a lot of loan deals. Kalazanac went back to Schalke on loan. You've got William Saliba to Nice, a very exciting young prospect who we've yet to see make any impact for Arsenal. Uh, Matt Macy, the keeper, again, I don't know why he might not have been... Uh, a shout instead of, you know, loaning Matt Ryan, but fair enough. Um, Mesut Ozil, of course, as you mentioned, to Fenerbahce, Ozil's finally released. Um, You saw on the Instagram stories that we did. I think, uh, you know, I think it was you who said, said, uh, wasn't it Mesut Ozil? was like, like Arsenal and uh, Fenerbahce have given Mesut a sock. Like, <laughs> like, like, like from Harry that did get me, I all that. Oh, I lied to you, that did get me. And then you also saw Mustafi um, to Schalke on um, an, an initial loan move. I think that's probably going to be made permanent. Maitland-Niles to West Brom and Joe Willock to Newcastle. Those are all the most prominent ones. Um, but overall, Arsenal, a lot of business going there, a lot of outs, a few ins. Um, moving on to a club with uh, a bit less business done, but a, a quite prominent signing in, um, Morgan Sanson coming in, uh, the Frenchman from Marseille. Uh, it was about 14 million, I believe, around that kind of fee for, for Aston Villa. A creative midfielder, someone interesting, which could help them in in the season. You know, they've got a lot of good good output in midfield going forward and stuff. But another one to, to add in, Reese. A, a good sign in there, do you think?
1: Yeah, he kind of really, you know, he kind of highlights a box-to-box kind of play, I think. Um, I th- I'm not sure whether they needed another creative outlet. You know, they've got Jack Grealish, you know, they've got Ross Barkley. Yeah, Bertrand Traoré. The less thing, yeah, you know, the, the the last thing that they kind of need is is another bit of attacking output. Maybe they do for for depthy, but he is a, he is a box to box player. So if they decide to play that midfield three, Sanson would play, you know slot in alongside Ross Barkley quite well. So um, maybe they could have worked a bit bit better on the defensive aspects of their game in January. But as far as this season's concerned, Aston Villa didn't really need anything because they were doing miles better than they were last season, anyways.
0: Yeah, I think they definitely started a lot better. I think um, at the back, Aston Villa. I think he deserves a bit of credit this season. I think he's been fantastic. Went far better than Tyrone Mings, I won't lie. I don't think Tyrone Mings is up to the crack at Aston Villa. That's just my opinion. But uh, Morgan Sanson coming in there, possibly to replace the outgoing Conor Hurrahan, who's gone to Swansea on loaner and have a little... Little move there, but that's the prominent ones from Aston Villa. Brighton, I want to talk about Brighton. It was very interested in what Brighton were able to bring in. They brought in Moises Casado from Independiente Del Val. Uh, that's an Ecuadorian side. Now, that probably means not a lot to a lot of people listening here, but this guy was being touted by a lot of the top Premier League clubs, more specifically, Manchester United. We were very interested in this in this guy. I think he's a, a young central defensive midfielder, uh, Talented, you know, he's a lot of clubs are interested in him. Very interested to see what he's like in the Premier League. But of all people, Brighton were able to, to sweep him up, I think, the, under the noses of both Manchester clubs. Um, it's always exciting to see young players coming through in there. I mean, from the Ecuadorian League as well, that's quite an unusual one. But I mean, Brighton, I mean, showing the pulling power of being able to get these young players in, it's not bad, is it?
1: No, no, and it shows that wizardry of Graham Potter that everyone talks about. Um, but, um, I don't know, I, when I, to be fair, when I first saw, saw Casado to to Brighton, I was thinking that striker from from, from Lazio. You know, so I was thinking that aging Ecuadorian striker. But uh, no, I, th- I think it's a great move. You know, the Premier League is definitely at times it's hard for youngsters to thrive. But once you get into a good, solid team and a rotatory you know, setting for youngsters to thrive, if you're good enough, you can you can make it. And this Brighton move could push them onto great things.
0: It's interesting you mentioned that striker because when we first saw, when I first saw the links in the in, in like the papers I was, I was reading through like on, on my phone and I was like that that can't be the same person I'm thinking of like yeah I swear he's like 33 like I'm, 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 i might be wrong there but it, um, it would have fit in uh, with like
1: the the United rumours of wanting an ageing striker like odin egalo and Casado matching up.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's one we can touch on later, in a Agalo. Shocking, but you know. Um, but for Brighton, some of their more prominent outgoings, we saw um, full Bernardo heading out to uh, Red Bull Salzburg. Um, obviously, the mighty Matt Ryan to Arsenal. And um, Glenn Murray out on loan to Nottingham Forest. Super Glenn Murray, which was, you know, a bit of a shame. Got a lot of time for Glenn Murray. Uh, but moving on, um, Burnley. Two players brought in, Ben Ward uh, from Hastings and Anthony gomez Marchini from Angers in France. I won't lie, not a lot that I know about these guys for Burnley. There wasn't too much. that I feel like you, they, they could have done Burnley. They're, Burnley are Burnley. They're just a, a staple Premier League side, um, and no one really too prominent was leaving the club. But Burnley, <laughs> but um, a little it. bit that, more.
1: That, that, um... that, that, that's just Burnley. Burnley uh, are. Burnley, uh, they, what you're going to get from this Burnley? The, you know, these two signings are exactly what Burnley are now. Hard-working yeah. Sean Dyche types of men, and they will continue to be the bane of Mark Goldbridge's life. Yeah, just.
0: <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> um, but some of the a more, a more prominent club, Chelsea, with some of their outgoings. No one bought in at Chelsea with the the incoming Tuchel rain. Um, if you haven't seen our Tuchel special, please go and check the the last episode out on YouTube and streaming services. That's doing quite well, so thank you very much. Uh, but if we want to talk about um, Chelsea, some of the more uh, promising outgoings, Lucas Piazzon to Braga, finally released, Lucas Piazzon. Um, God, he's, he's been there for so long now. What a it weird. seems like, uh, you know you know that meme of the old woman is, it's been 84 years. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, he's been there for absolutely ages now. Mm. And then Danny Drinkwater going out to Cassim Passa, I believe that's the correct pronunciation on loan. Moving on, <laughs> uh, <Fikaiu Tomori. laughs> to AC Milan. I think that was a a very um, a very good move for for, for AC Milan. That's Bold. again an initial loan move with an, uh, an option to buy, I believe. But Tamori to AC, I, I like that. I mean, he, he featured. I think his debut was the was the Milan Derby, um, and I I, I think Fakhar Tamori is a very good young centre back. I think he, he should do well there and then um a name from the past but um abdul baba raman you may remember him he's gone to i think pentithakos out on loan i think it's pentithakos um but um but paok that actually might not be pentithakos but he's gone somewhere out on loan um that's the yeah, greek league it's actually, definitely the greek league Definitely the greek league but i haven't seen you know baba raman uh, featuring around chelsea for a long time so you know there we go but i don't think i'm missing too much <laughs> um moving on again crystal palace um incoming jean philippe Ma- uh, John Philippe Mateta from Mines, a lone move there. Again, we'll have to wait and see. I'm not sure too much about him, but um, one It's a good signing.
1: It's a good signing. I think he he fits he into that Palace him, team. Though. He fits into that Palace team a bit more than you know the, the, than the current strikers. That's for sure. I mean, Zaha can have a bit more of a creative output rather than just doing all of the attacking, uh, mm. and it gives them more more of a more of a goal option. I think that uh, I think he scored tw- ten goals last season. Uh, for, you know, for, and, and I think that he's going to add some. I, th- I think I think he's he's more of a target man still. So they're keeping that A S type of player, but I think he's a bit more mobile, and I think he's uh, I think he's a bit more willing and hungry in the air now because he's a young fella.
0: Yeah, I, was, I haven't, myself, I haven't seen too much from him personally. I know he's an attacker from Germany, that's about all I knew from him. But one of the more prominent outgoings from Palace, um, Max Meyer, released from the club, once upon a time a, a promising talent. But, you know, it's, it's interesting isn't it, how these players, kind of some, some of them progress and they don't quite make the mould, but Max Meyer officially leaving the Premier League there. Uh, but moving on, Everton bringing in Josh King on loan. And, and Josh King's a player that we've mentioned several times on the podcast of for who are struggling. And, you know, he was down in the championship. He was there to be bought in. And it's a lone move at the moment. I wouldn't be surprised if that gets made permanent if he does well. But Josh King is, is he's a Premier League striker. He should be playing in the Premier League. I, I, I don't know about you. I think that's a good signing.
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, United were a bit of a, you know, a shambles for not snapping him up before as well. Uh, like, I feel like United should have been the one to choose him instead of Odin Icaro, but they would have had to probably pay uh, a premium for for josh king but um yeah, but but i think that everton have got this a really good deal here and if they do make it a permanent move then you yeah, know all, all the best to him because they they deserve it. i mean i don't think he's going to get past richarlison but he mm-hmm. can add a few more goals to the to the mix so he's an experienced premier league striker and he deserved to be there in, in this everton side
0: Definitely. I mean, speaking about Premier League experience, some of the outgoings, then Yannick Bellassi going out on loan to Middlesbrough, uh, Jonas oh. Lossell going to Michelin, uh yeah, Cenk Tosson going to Besiktas, John Joe Kenny to Celtic, and Anthony Gordon out to Preston. Those are all loan moves there. But, Yannick, you know, Yannick Balassi. Yeah, Yannick Bellassi, a yeah. classic player. Uh, he, he, gives
1: me, he gives me PTSD <laughs> of when he wrecked us in, uh, I think it was the season after we, you know, the Chris Bull incident. Yeah. Um, Yannick Bellassi just tore us apart on the field and he's just such a talented dribbler and it's a, it's, it's a shame that he's kind of winding down his career at the moment.
0: Yeah, still a talented player. I mean, I was going to say as well, Cenk, Cenk Toshin, a player that has been in and out floating around Everton and I think going back to, to his native Turkey, he might be able to find some form there, especially for a, a big club like Besiktas. So it should be an interesting one to keep an eye out for. Um, going on to a club which definitely needed something, um, Fulham. They brought in Josh Maja from Bordeaux on loan. Again, not too certain about that one there. And, you know, Abubakar Kamara to Dijon, that's kind of the most prominent loan move that we saw out of the club, as well as Jean-Michael Serry to Bordeaux on loan. And Jean-Michael Serry, when Fulham first came up to the Premier League and they had that big money, like around 100 million spending season, and they bought in players like Scherler, Seri I think, was on that list. And from what I remember, a talented centre midfielder, but, you know, going going to France now. So, not quite sure what's going on there. I mean, I've, I've had a lot of people who said to me that out of all of the, the clubs in the bottom half of the, well, the, all of the relegation candidate clubs, a lot of people think Fulham can, can survive. I don't think they can. I think West Brom have more of a chance, but I think both of them are probably both doomed to, to, to go down, but not too prominent for Fulham so far. Oh, another one, they had Anthony Knockyard going as a, a lone extension to Nottingham Forest, a once-upon-a-time player again there. Um, Leeds United no incomings at all Um, the most prominent sign going out uh, for them was I think was Jordan Stevens the youngster out to Bradford apart from that there's not too many players amongst their list that I'm too familiar with there Um, Leicester they were quite busy in the outgoings we you mentioned one before the podcast that we were quite well was quite surprised about really was Damari Gray going to Bayern Leverkusen and that's um Quite an interesting one. Another English young winger going out to the Bundesliga. And if you look at previous experience, if you look at Sancho, if you look at Reese Nelson, not, not terrible. So I mean yeah. well, I don't know what you're thinking about Damari Gray to Bundesliga. Um, I think he's still got
1: a lot to show. Yes, he's not been, you know, the most prolific at Leicester, but I I saw yeah, I I had eyes on him since since he was playing for Birmingham City. I've seen him play Live a couple times, uh, you know, at St. Andrew. So I think I think that he has a lot to show. I think he still has a lot to. to I mean, he's not, you know, one of those youngsters, youngsters anymore. He's not like a Reese Nelson anymore. He's not like mm-hmm. a, a Saka. He's not a Joe Willick. He is, he's what, he's getting on to his mid 20s now. So tomorrow, Grace is going to need to step up. And I think Leverkusen could be the place. Um, Leverkusen, mm-hmm. you know, losing out on, on a couple of creative. Pieces last season. I'm pretty sure they were the ones to get rid of, well, not get rid of, but to uh, sell Kai Havertz to, to 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 Chelsea. So one creative midfielder leaves; the uh, another one comes in to save the day. So let's see, let's see where Damari Gray is in, in six months' time, and hopefully, he's uh, he's making some waves in the in the German league.
0: Yeah, definitely. I covered by the promising um, players who left out on this. the Matty James went down to Co- uh, to Coventry. Uh, Filip Benkovic, a talented player there. Hopefully, we can see a bit more of him coming um, coming soon in the Premier League. Went out on loan to O.H. Levin, and then Islam Slimani uh, S- completing his move to Lyon. That's another big one there. Another striker who once upon a time was linked with Manchester United, really. Um, but you know, moving on. Um, <laughs> who wasn't? What? <laughs> what aging striker was not linked
1: to Man United?
0: <laughs> we love an aging striker. <laughs> uh, but moving on to your um, your club, mate. Um, Liverpool two inns Ben Davies and Kabak. those were the, the 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 ones coming in a bit of a weird. you needed to sign centre backs you signed them i mean should we start with Ben Davies i mean uh, what is a Ben Davies who is Ben Davies again when I when I, again when I first read it I, I thought like I read it for the first time Ben is from from um Spurs and I was thinking yeah. like, like, the fullback. And I was just thinking oh, like, what's What's that about? But then I looked and it's, it's actually a centre back from Preston North End.
1: I ain't got I ain't uh, got a clue. I had never heard uh, of Ben Davis in my life. And when I when yeah. I first saw the reports, I thought it was the guy from Tottenham. But um, yeah, I ain't got much to say. I, I mean, people that are fans of the Championship could probably tell us in the comments. But what was it? Looking about two million pounds for him. Yeah. Um, I love that. I don't know. It's like when we bought Vandenberg uh, or Vandenberg, sorry, who went the other way. He went mm-hmm. to Preston on loan too. I, I'm, I mean, I'm perplexed by Ben Davis. I think there was... I'm not sure whether he was ready for a big move like Liverpool and it's probably... Uh, he's definitely outshone by the next signing in Oz and Quebec from Schalke who... Um, as we noted, you know, in the build-up to the podcast, uh, you know, he has come from a struggling Schalke side. They are doing very poor, so hopefully he can bring more than just what they've got at the minute. At Schalke and not yeah. lose for us. Um, and and it's terrible because the news coming out at the moment is that both Joel Matip and Virgil Van Dijk are out for the rest of the season. So yeah. I think I think not Liverpool's. Liverpool's title chances are out the window. Uh, I'll say it now.
0: Um, I will. Big call. That's a big call. I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Fabinho and, and and Henderson, I think they've been very lucky that they haven't conceded more, but I think they've been, for now, fairly steady. But it, it, you never know, do you? You never know. No,
1: I I, I, I disagree. I think Henderson is, is not a centre-back. I don't think he should be playing centre-back. He, played, he should be playing in the midfield. He's n- he's not a natural centre back. So, um, Kabak coming in is great. The fit, the the sooner the better. Uh, it'll be when when Gomez comes back and starts playing alongside Kabak. If Fabinho keeps playing well as centre back, keep him there. But keep Henderson out at the defence because he's just not yeah. he's he's not a centre back. He's not good enough to be in the centre back role.
0: Well, the Kabak deal was kind of a weird kind contri- like triangle of of of, of signings going in from Mustafi. Leaving Arsenal and going to Schalke, and you kind of bring an in back. It was a bit of a weird kind of like a uh, triangle thing. To, to, so it's, it, I, I think it will be a good signing. I think it will probably work. Quite, he's young, he's talented. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, from a neutral standpoint, that it'll be interesting to see him. But as it's Liverpool, I hope he flops. Um, <laughs> but as you said, and then Berg went to Preston, and then uh, Takumi Minamino went out on loan as well. It was to Southampton, I believe. Yes,
1: uh, yeah, I feel bad for, for for Takumi. I feel I feel like he hasn't gelled well with the team. I feel like being from being from Japan and uh, well, you know, J- Japanese is being his first language and coming from coming from Salzburg. So I think that he was he got the short end of the stick. I think he's been sent out on loan very unjustly. Um, I'm hoping he thrives at Southampton. I really do, and I think that Southampton. Yeah, we'll, we'll come on to talk about Minamino in a bit, but I feel like his Minamino's time at Liverpool. Uh, has been very uh, below average, and it's not it's not Minamino's fault. He's not being he's not being asked enough of. He's not being brought on enough, and he, you know, Klopp still favors Shaqiri. uh Why would he bring in Minamino if he still favors Shaqiri as, as a backup striker, a backup winger? Sorry, to to Mo Salah on that right hand side. So uh, it puzzled me. Uh, I was sad to see Minamino go, and. Uh, yeah, uh, that's kind of all I have to say about Liverpool. Um, you can hear the disappointment in my voice that uh, I was just, it was, it was a terrible window for us.
0: Yeah. I- I'd very much be interested to see what any other Liverpool fans do think of the Cabacchio, the Minamino going out. Let us know in the comments below or on any of our social media platforms, as always. Um, but going to the blue half of Manchester, Manchester City, no one bought in. The only real prominent outgoing, in my opinion, was Patrick Roberts, loaned out to Derby County. You probably remember Patrick uh, Patrick Roberts, a very promising young player uh, in that academy, and then um, Derby County. You know, a re- a recent management change. Um, we've seen fairly recently quite a lot of young players going out to Derby and having quite a good time. So um, it'll be good to see what Patrick Roberts can do. Maybe he can try and find himself a good championship move or something. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but they'll go to the Red Half in Manchester, and the official, the only official signing being brought in was Ahmad Diallo. And that was a deal that was completed in the summer, really, but it was finalised in January. So it's not a surprise. We all knew this guy was coming in. Uh, it's a, around 30 million, 30, 35 million, 18 years old. Hasn't yet made an appearance for the club, but he made his first, you know, starting the United uh, shirt the other day for the under-23s against Liverpool when he scored two goals in, a, in, I think it was a 6-2 win. So um I'm very interested to see him come in. <laughs> I'm very interested to see him come in. He he's he's, he's young, he's talented, I think. Um, I think it was Romano around the time, not a lot of people were very, you know, too familiar. He came from Atalanta, which are a very promising side in in Italy. But I think it was Romano who said that United snapped him up at the right time. Apparently, there are a lot of clubs interested. Um, but in terms of United, some of the more promising players um, that left. Uh, Timothy fosu Mensa finally left to Bayern Leverkusen. I think that's a good move for Leverkusen. I think he's still got a lot to give fosu Mensa. Um, very, very sad that he couldn't make it work at United, but it, it had gone on long enough. He maybe should have left a season or two ago, so happy he's, he's got himself a little move out. Uh, Jesse Lingard loaned out to West Ham. I I don't know why. Yeah, Jay Lingard, I don't know why I think it's going to work out. I don't know about you, but I think you'll be good there.
1: I still don't like him.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> I I don't like I still don't like him. Um, I don't know what it is about him. I just don't think... Mine and his personalities would ever click in any sort of social situation. I feel <laughs> like I, if I, if I was to host a party, I'd kick him out. Um, but yeah, I mean, West Ham might have had themselves a, a decent deal there. But um, my 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 sort of opinion on Manchester United at the moment is they're starting to get rid of the dead, yeah, you know, the deadwood in the club. Um, and that also went on with, I'm guessing, one of the names that you were about to go on with, with which is uh, Marcus Rojo, uh, who also left. Uh, for an undisclosed fee to Boca Juniors, which is um, it's good for United because his wages were through the roof, and it's something that you've complained about on numerous occasions.
0: Honestly, I I, I could not understand it whatsoever, and also because he was still, you know, not in the, in the prime of his career, I couldn't believe that we couldn't shift him to to an Argentinian club. I mean, I think he was out on loan to Independiente, and then he's that now he's a. Boca. So, you know, the, the big, big clubs out in Argentina, but finally he's he's gone. It's better for him. It's better for us. It needs to happen sooner. Um, but then it, the other prominent ones, Tahith Chong, six months Verde Bremen, comes back, six months at Club Bruges now. Very strange. But uh, Tahith Chong's gone out again. Uh, Facundo Palistri, the new signing brought in. Very excited to see what we can um, do with him in the future. young Uruguayan player to Alaves in Spain. Uh, Ted and Mengi, which is a young um, young player from, from United, again, from the academy, centre-back, I think, going down to Derby. Again, working with a promising manager um, like Wayne Rooney, more, more man-managed, hopefully, so he can get some uh, well-needed minutes. And, um, yeah, so I think United had quite a good window in terms of outgoings. Would have maybe have liked to see a couple of ins, but I'm at the yeah, other. James, And then, obviously...
1: James Garner sorry. to, to James Nottingham Park. Forest as well. Yeah.
0: James going James Gunn to Nottingham Forest wasn't really a surprise. I think now he's coming to the end of his year. He, he got he got some starts for us, but I don't think he's really too much of a prominent player for us for the moment. I I feel like I mean, that's
1: the same with Taith Chong too. Mm, uh, yeah. I think that uh, well, I think I think that his ceiling has been reduced dramatically based on his time out of the United squad. And I feel like Greenwood is going to be filling that role. Like Taith Chong was one of those players that's going to be really impressive for you, and then he kind of just got sent to the back, and he started getting moved out on loans and stuff. Whereas Greenwood made it into the first team, but you know without any loans. So I think that for me, a guy like Tate Chong could be out.
0: Well, I mean, if if you, if you cast your minds back, it was in the summer before he signed that he signed an extension with us, and his contract was coming to an end. It didn't look like he was going to be signing that deal, and it looks like he was going to win some land on a free. And then the next thing you see, he signed an extension with us. And um, I, I was very surprised to see that because it seemed all but com- complete that he was gone. But going out to Verder Bremen, I thought was, was fine. I thought that was, that was perfectly fine. But being called back and then going out on loan again, I'm not too sure there, but we'll have to wait and see. And then obviously the last one, um, Odin Nogalo went back off, off of his loan from United. I think he's going to join uh, Al- Al-Assad maybe, I think in, 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 in the Saudi league, but... He's gone on to get another club. He served his purpose. Fondly remembered. I love the man. <laughs> um, I feel like we should have you... a
1: shrine to Odin Igalo on the average pundit's Instagram.
0: Don't 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 tempt me because don't tempt me because <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get that. I saw him. Newcastle United. Um, moving on now, a player that we've already mentioned. Uh, they bought in Joe Willock on loan. I think that was a lot more they needed to do. So I, I don't necessarily think they've had the the, the best window. Um, But outgoings, Rolando Aaron's going to Huddersfield and DeAndre Yedlin to Galatasaray. A once upon a time, very promising player. I think it was Seattle Sounders to Spurs back in the day. Um, And uh, he's he's played for Sunderland as well. Um, But um, DeAndre Yedlin, there we go. Um, Moving on again, (laughs) uh, Sheffield, no promising coming in players, which I think is absolutely bonkers. Maybe they've just accepted it Mm. um, and... I'm not even going to talk about the outgoings. There's no one promising for Sheffield at all. Southampton, as we mentioned before, they bought him Minamino. Um, if we talk about a little bit more from the Southampton perspective, we've already spoken about him. What they're getting is a young, probably very hungry player. He's come to the Premier League. He hasn't really had a chance to, to shine yet. So hopefully he goes into that Southampton team and is able to do some kind of job. Because like you said, he's a very promising player. Hopefully they can get something out of him.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think their yeah, captain Yoshida. I, th- I think he's still their captain. Um, I think, oh, I th- he might be like, you know, he's a very, you know, he's gone. <laughs> Wait, what? Gone. That's, I thought that's long gone. I thought Yoshida was still. there. Never mind. It just shows how much I know about Southampton lads. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe Yoshida was the one that told him to go there because it was a, yeah, a very promising, promising team. Well, there we go then. I've been, uh, I've been, I've been, I've been made a right fall there. Um, but yeah, Minamino is going to be uh, definitely hungry. Then I was thinking that he would, would fit in way better with this team. Uh, maybe he's going to be moved out to the left. I'm not too sure on Southampton's uh, how they're composed in terms of formations, but uh, either him or Walcott can be can be moved out onto the onto the left wing. Um, yeah, I think I think it's a great signing for for Southampton. It's going to allow them to to push further up the the table and keep their momentum going forward.
0: Yeah, the only two real prominent ones for Southampton, Uh, Jan Valery was sent out on loan Mm -hmm. to Birmingham and then Shane Long down to the championship uh, at AFC Bournemouth. So, you know, Shane Long kind of out of favour there, so you kind of understood that one. Um, Tottenham, no real big signings coming in. Some of the signings that went out that were quite big, it was Anthony Giorgio, I think he's made some appearances for Tottenham under Mourinho, has gone out to AEL Limassol, not sure, Um, Maurizio Pochettino, the son of Maurizio Maurizio Pochettino again, uh, the new PSG manager, uh, has gone out to Watford on loan, and I think that is also with an option to buy, and then Troy Parrott out to Ipswich, and uh, and the last one, Paolo Gazzaniga to LJ, which, you know, I, I feel a bit harsh for Gazzaniga because I think he was a perfectly fine second keeper. But I think Joe Hart was brought in to kind of meet the English quota, which is why I think they were quite happy to let Gazzaniga go out for a bit. But I, I do want to mention Troy Parrott, a very interesting player. Young talent, but doesn't look like he's going to be in favour of Spurs anytime soon. Um, I'm not entirely convinced we're ever going to see Troy Parrott make it for, for Spurs. I think in terms of spurs' young talents there isn't too much there. apart from Chafet tanganga there's not too much from their academy really but parrot was one of, i think they were touting for quite a while but quite a lot of moves um you know especially around in and around the championship i don't think we're going to see much of the spurs
1: no 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 i i think you're probably sick of hearing about the troy parrot uh, hype train living with someone that is a die hard spurs fan in, in sam so um i think i think that um I th- I, yeah, I think Troy Parrott's past I think he's one of these youngsters that isn't t- going to be starting for Spurs anytime soon. Harry Kane is you know, kind of hitting his prime now, so uh, Parrott—it's it's only a matter of time before we see what what he goes on to do. Maybe he's going to be you know bang average Championship striker. Maybe he's going to be uh, you know very—he pro- might—he might break through. He might break through and peak at uh, peak late. Um, some someone to. Also, point out is uh, you know, against Fernandez's loan has just expired and he's gone yeah. back to Benfica as well.
0: I mean, that that one was just a, a bizarre at the time. You know, I think around the time when that was going on, United were interested, Tottenham are interested, and West Ham are interested. Were the, those were the three prominent clubs. And um, I think United were just looking down their shortlist for players in case the Bruno deal didn't come through. And I think Spurs were doing the same because Spurs were also in for Bruno Fernandes. Um, But he didn't really have a good time on Mourinho. You know, I thought maybe a Portuguese link-up might have been what he was needing, but just didn't happen for him. So, you know, he's gone back. Hopefully, you know, he was a young, uh, promising, talented player. So hopefully we can see more of him coming through. Um, But moving on now to uh, West Bromwich Albion, they, on the other hand, unlike Fulham and unlike Sheffield, I think have shown a little bit more promise into wanting to stay in this fight. Um, they brought in Robert Snodgrass from West Ham, uh, a player who's definitely very much well accustomed to that kind of area of the Premier League. Um, they also brought in Andy Lonigan. not too sure about this that dude there. Um, Umbe Diagne on loan from Galatasaray, who actually got an assist on his debut the other day against Fulham. Um, and then Ok Yasulu from Salta Viga, the Turkish defensive midfielder. And also Ainsley made and Niles out on loan. So they've shown a bit more promise of trying to get in this fight. I think Big Sam when he definitely thrives in this kind of situation. So if he can keep them up, I think fair play to him. And I think out of all three clubs, in my opinion, West Brom have got the best chance. I just think defensively, they're very poor. They're very I think Johnston is is fine. I think he can do a job. I, I think you get what you get with him. But I think defensively they are particularly poor. So be very interested to see if they can if they can stay up, But I, I don't know about you, I think out of the three clubs, I think they stand the, the, the best chance.
1: They brought in Aisling, Maitland, and Niles. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see where they play Maitland, Niles, because um, he's been touted to start playing right wing back for Arsenal. But it'll be interesting to see whether he wants to attack more or whether he's going to be put in that right back spot and whether he's going to grow up and actually try and play that right back spot and try and develop into the player that he's trying to be at Arsenal because they've got a right winger. You know, as much as Arsenal fans would would like to, and, and as a lot of Premier League fans will say, that Pepe's flopped. He's still got time to grow, and he's still got time to 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 to, to flourish in an Arsenal shirt. Whereas Maitland Niles, he's a bit younger, and he can develop into into that right back because obviously Hector Bellerin has been really put. You know, in some occasions, has been really poor. So uh, it was weird for Arsenal to let. Maitland Niles go. Let's be honest. Um, Lonnegran was a good pickup on a free. Um, I think that we let him go. Liverpool let him go um, you know, a couple of months back. Uh, Diagne is, is a great he's a great get as well. And I think Snodgrass, I think, w- was a great pickup for West Brom as well. So I think uh, you know, d- ditching Charlie Austin as well um, on loan yeah. as well. I, th- I think I think West Brom had done quite a good bit of business this uh, this window.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm happy with them as well. I, th- I think, honestly, they, they deserve a little bit of credit. I mean, especially if they can stay up, that January window will be looked back on as a crucial window for West, for West Brom. So fair play to them, I think. Um, but moving on to West Ham, um, three players brought in. Frederick Alves from Silkeborg, um, Said Behrama from Brentford, that was made... Uh, a permanent deal, and obviously Jesse Lingard in on loan as well. I think the Benrahma deal from Brentford, I feel again, you know, exciting young player. Jesse Lingard from United added a bit of creativity in there, maybe promising young player. No, Reese, that, that, that joke that joke has been made for like five years. <laughs> um And then Frederick Alves, I'm I'm not too familiar with that dude there. But the most big the thing coming out of West Ham was Sebastian Allaire going to Ajax. It's it's over. <laughs> the dreams it's- over.
1: It's, it's, it's a good move for West Ham because he was shocking so um, Ajax I think have got a good player for their league um, and, and I think that Halle just was never going to make it in the, in the Premier League much like Jovic was never going to make it in La Liga I think I think the Bundesliga were where they were going to stay both the strike partners yeah. from, from Frankfurt and I think I think that yeah I think the experiment with Halle was was over uh he just doesn't fit the premier league style of play let's be honest i think i think they were kind of everyone's going to try and look towards speedy strikers now and uh haller does not fit the mold in the slightest so uh yeah haller out of the club which i you know getting 20 million for him was a pretty good deal
0: i think they lost like half their money so i think it's a bit of a pain but it wasn't working so he had to go out but then obviously Robert Snodgrass went to West Brom, uh, Winston Reid also to Brentford on loan. That's the last kind of prominent one there. And then ending um, the uh, the Premier League list, we've got Wolverhampton who only had one player coming in, and that was William Jose um, to Real Sociedad. Um, if you look at if you assess the Wolf situation, I've said on the podcast, before, I, th- I think they've been awful. I think they've been all over the place. No one could have predicted what happened to Jimenez. They let Jota go. So be it. you let you let Jota go. He was a very good player, and a great pickup from Liverpool, but sadly, you know, injured for most of the season. So Liverpool haven't been able to use him. So every every cloud, every cloud. <laughs> uh, but um, Jota goes. Uh, Jimenez gets this awful injury, and you know, hopefully, he, he comes back stronger from it. But you know, a terrible injury for, for, for Jimenez. So they decided to bring in William Jose from Real Sociedad on loan, and he's a kind of a, a similar kind of build striker to Jimenez. So I think they've just tried to literally put a plaster over a a, a a leaking pipe. You know, they've just literally had a temporary fix for now and then hoping that towards the end of the season or, or at, the, at the end of this season that Jimenez comes back stronger. So I'm not massively thrilled about Wolves', Wolves window. I think Nuno's in real trouble. I think he's real I don't know if he's losing the dressing room. Um, Shame. really exciting manager, a lot of exciting players. Um, Adama Trure, another player who's just definitely fallen out of form. Um, Pedence and Neto have definitely been carrying them. I mean, Jean he's 35. He's not really up to the, to the crack at the moment. Neves has had two seasons out of it. Um, and some of the players that they've, they've let go, they've had Vinagre, uh, Vinagre going out to Famalicão, I believe. Um, Patrick Catrone out to Valencia on loan. They recalled him from Fiorentina to, so they could try and fix the plug hole and they've sent him back out, and I feel sorry for him because, you know, ever since leaving AC, AC should have never left AC Milan. AC Milan should have kept him. Such a shame. Uh, a bit like how, you know, Moise Keane should probably have not left Juventus. It's it's such a shame to see these, yo- these young players get kind of moved out. And then um, the youngster, Luke Matheson, going out to Ipswich on loan as well, joining a uh, linking up with Tottenham's Troy Parrott there. Um, Wolves, again... We'll, 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 we'll move. We'll move on from that section. I've, I've said what I need to say about wolves, but we'll talk about the winners and losers of, of this to end to end off this podcast because we've given you a little rundown on some of the best moves coming in and out um, as we always do when the pundits come uh, transfer season. But we're going to go through our winners and losers. Um, I, I will start with you, Reece, to see who you feel are your your winners of this window. Um, so, uh,
1: using my expertise calculations of being an average pundit. Um, I am going to. I think I've selected three winners and three losers. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, I think, um, you're probably going to be happy with this one. Uh, I've picked Manchester United. Um, I think that they've had a pretty decent window bringing. I mean, Amadiallo was was obviously uh, agreed before, um, but bringing him in, you know, January wise, you know, because of COVID, he's going to feel like a brand new signing. Yes, yeah. he's young. Yes, he's like, what, 18? He's not going to bring anything right away. Um, so I think that that's going to be a really promising signing. I think getting rid of Marcus Rojo was a really good idea. I think loading out Jesse Lingard was a very good idea. Uh, getting rid of uh, Fossi Mensa, I think that experiment was over. And just offloading some of the really promising players that will not get into this Manchester United side anytime soon. So um if, if, you, if you're looking at a window for Manchester United, I think it's been a pretty successful
0: one. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I'd probably put United in my kind of winner's category as well. I think a lot of play, people I think would be out there saying we need to sign another centre-back, but I think it's kind of wishful thinking at the moment. And, and also, you know, you forget United have been top of the league for, for, for a fair amount. or so we in that top three, four conversation for quite a while so. I think we won't see any prominent signings apart from Diallo being finalized coming through till the summer, at least. Um, but I think, you know, the, the deals we've had going out, like you said, I think they've made a lot of sense. So I think I like could back you as United being one of the favourites. I'd like, uh, like to hear another one of your winners, mate.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, before I go into my next one, I feel like it is key to note that a lot of these teams, yes, you know, people don't, your teams don't have, want to spend so much money uh, because then you kind of, have that financial fair play ruling you know you're not making as much money back because you're not selling tickets uh, due to COVID-19 so I think that that's very key to note I think that teams aren't making as much money and they, they, they don't want to spend more because of the situation that we're in so I, I do feel sorry for all these you know all teams at the moment because they're not wanting to spend on these players and the majority of all the signings that we're seeing are loan deals you know that yeah. we haven't we've, we've seen what five, like a handful of loan deals. Um, But I mean, speaking of a team that have taken a load of loan deals, um, we have recently just spoken about this team. It's West Brom. I think that they've, they are one of the winners of the transfer window. I think that getting rid of Charlie Austin is, well, not rid of, but you know, loaning him out. I think that that's going to be key. Um, You know, when, when it comes time for it in the summer, I think they might try to offload Charlie Austin for a fee. If they are, to stay up, uh, it'll be key to keep him if they go down. Easily, Maitland-Niles is a great low move. I feel like that's a that's very good, and and Diagne as well. Um, Snodgrass being being picked up as well, um, a lot more in terms of creating attacking play and you know sort of yeah, and, and Lonnegan as well picking him up on a free if he's out there. Why not get him? He's obviously at Liverpool for for a reason, and and why not pick him up as as a backup? So. Um, I think, I think that West Brom did what they needed to. They signed some players. And I think that they, yeah, along with Manchester United, I think Manchester United for me have had the joint top best window. I think West Brom might have had uh, maybe second place. And there's another team on my list that I think have had an equal window to Manchester United, but uh, we'll get into that a little later. But yeah, West Brom have had a really good start.
0: Yeah, I think I had West Brom in mind as well. Again, I, th- I think, like you said, they made calculated moves. They, they, look, they look like a club who are showing some ambition to staying in the Premier League, you know. They don't have the money to spend. or in very weird times as well at the moment. I think they've shot smart. They haven't shot, you know, reckless. They haven't just tried to buy a, a massive player to come in and try and, like, put it all on their shoulders. They've shot smart and they've plugged gaps. So I would totally agree with you that West Brom there. And, and personally for me... You know, I, I'd almost feel that like West Brom had an even better window. I think the, the fact that, that it just shows ambition. So I think West Brom for me are definitely, probably my first, but I think United have definitely had a good one as well.
1: Yeah, and, and my, my final one is going to be West Ham United. Um, just because kind of they've been the only one to finalise a, a permanent deal, uh, You know, bringing inside Ben Rama for, you know, from Brentford and making it permanent instead of that loan deal that they agreed in the summer. I feel like he's going to be a great player for them. He was great in the championship last season, uh, along with uh, Ollie Watkins. And I think that he's one of the reasons why Brentford did so well last season. And there's a reason why Watkins scored so many goals and got the attention because of Benrahma and how he created. So I feel like that was a great move. You know, Jesse Lingard, it is what it is with him. He's going to add something to the team. He is. I think he is at the level of West Ham, let's be honest. He's not a Manchester United player, let's be fair to him. Um, I'm not going you know he, he's a, he's a character off the pitch but on the pitch he, he he's 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 a he's a, a mid table player at this point and I think that yeah. it, that you know it's time to admit that uh, Frederick Almas I, you know, I'm going to I, I don't know too much about but getting rid of sebastian Allaire was uh, a really key thing to do i think that yeah. getting getting rid of him getting 20, 20 million pounds uh, i mean it paid for ben rama so, I think that that's, that's really key as well. So, if Ben Rama comes good, they, they have to thank Sebastian, you know, the sale of Sebastian Allais. So, yes, my three winners of the transfer window Manchester United, West Brom, and also now West Ham.
0: Yep, we have the exact same three. I think we might have differed on the order a bit, but we have the exact same three. But West Ham again, to me, like you said, not too much to add there, but they they may calculate signings again. They've, you know, managed to solidify the, the, the Ben Rama deal, an exciting young player. And also Jesse Lingard, I think, coming in will, in my opinion, I think he will add something to them. And West Ham, you never know, they might be in for a European push. They could get Europa League based on the season they're having. So it's all to see. Um, we'll go on to the losers. It, I'll, I'll start with the, my losers for this one, then I'll move on to you. Um, my first loser of the Premier League uh, window for me, I'll start off at the, the you know the bottom of the alphabetical Premier League with with Wolverhampton Wanderers. I, th- I think it's poor. I think that, like, again, like I said, when I've watched them, They've been so bad. I, just, I, I think, honestly, Nuno is in serious trouble, like I've already said. And I think they needed to do more. I think signing William Jose on loan. I think he's he's a known striker, isn't he, William Jose? I mean, he, people know of him. And he's been out in the BBVA for quite a while. And then I think before that, I think he was in, in, in the Portuguese League. But, I mean, I don't think it was enough. I think they needed creativity as well. If they wanted to push to have a successful season, you know, but what I I think that the board are losing faith in Nuno. That's what I think happened. I, think, I don't think that's why he's been backed even more. And I think they've kind of maybe just come to terms with the fact that this season's a bit of a wash for them and they're going to go again next season. But I think if the results don't turn around, I think if this William Hersey deal doesn't look like it's, it's plugged the gap that Jimenez has left, I think Nuno's out. I think Nuno might be sacked this season, which is a big claim, but I think it might happen. But Wolves are my first losers anyway. I don't know about you.
1: Uh, I don't have Wolves in there because I thought that the the deal for William Jose was actually a smart decision because he is exactly what Jimenez is. He's a target man and he's great around the box. So I feel like Jimenez fits the mold of William and Jose. And I think that's what they need. They need a target man, they need a striker. And that's why they brought back Catrone because they were struggling for a strike and that's why they've sent him out. And now I think that it's smart to keep Catrone warmed up, it's, it's, it's smart to keep him active. In, in in the Premier League, uh, out of the Premier League, sorry. So mm. I think I think that they have just I think they'd probably be just behind my you know, some of my losers. This is in no particular order. I have Chelsea. Now there's a reason for this, and you know, Tamori is such a good centre back. Let's be honest. Why would they let him go on loan to AC Milan? I think you mentioned with an option to buy.
0: I'm pretty sure there's an option to buy in there, if not an obligation. Because around the time when the talk was talks were going on, there was there was definitely additions in that contract. Well,
1: if that's the case, then Chelsea have had a stinker because Tamori is fantastic. Um, why would you ever let him go? Uh, there are a lot of players there are, there are a lot more teams that have let you know let, let others go, but Tamori on a potential uh, on a on a potential. Basically, well, not a free, but like they're basically just saying you're out the door. You know, they've got an aging Tiago Silva. Why wouldn't you keep Tamori in the lineup or at least around the substitutes? Yes, yeah. it's great to give him a loan spell, give him a loan spell at AC Milan, but don't put an obligation or you know to buy. What, mm. what, what would be what would be the point in that? I wouldn't. I, if if I was if I was there, I wouldn't have accepted that. you know if there was an obligation to buy from AC Milan because they're showing intent to buy and take one of the hottest prospects at Chelsea away.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree in that perspective, in that, in that, in that area. I think Tamori, again, is a, definitely a player that I've enjoyed. I think he's part of a, a really good, fruitful, young Chelsea kind of um, selection of players that have been promoted into the team through through Lampard and and, and stuff like that, and and hopefully building on to Tuchel. But I'm not sure Tuchel had the last say on it, so I'm, I'm guessing so... It's a bit of a weird one. I mean, I I think it shows it's magnificent intent from 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 Tomori, um, to go out and try and you know better his career. And if you think Chelsea aren't going to respect me, so I'm going to go out and do it at another huge club, in AC Milan, having a really good season over in the Syria, and they're you know he's playing with some of the the best players in Italy. So I th- I think good luck to him. But the only reason why I would maybe disagree with you on Chelsea was because I don't I don't think they could have spent like they spent Frank Lampard spent like well I think we did this in our frank special a couple of couple of podcasts if you haven't seen the frank lampard episode go and check that out as well but we said they spent like 258 million or something like that on the players they bought in. i don't think there was any money left so i think maybe this tamori deal could be to kind of recoup some money in the summer which is crazy if it gets made into a permanent deal but i still disagree i, I agree with you that, that that it's it's a terrible decision to let him go because he's so good but i think there are worse offenders in this in this league and why? Um, in terms of my second loser in, in in the Premier League, I've gone for Sheffield United. Uh, Again, like I said, they've already they, they they they've they've given up. They know they're going down, and yeah, it's probably quite obvious they're going to go down. But they beat United, so fair play to them. They got a point. They got points off us. They've had the, you know, only two wins the season, but bringing nobody in when you've been this poor and you have brought in nobody and you look you look at West Brom and West Brom have just been promoted. You know. And you, you, you were in the Premier League last season, you had such a good window, you brought no one in in, the, of in in the summer apart from Ramsdale who hasn't been good enough. You bring no one in in January, you've made your bed, you're going down. So I don't know whether to hold my hands up and say, okay, fair enough, you've accepted it, or to be like, wow, there's no fight in you there at all. So I've got Sheffield as my second loser, I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that Sheffield United, uh, you know, they didn't even cross my mind when I was making my losers list, but seeing that they've only you know, loaned out two people as well and not making any changes, they're showing a lot of intent from where they were last season. They were like, oh, we finished eighth. There's no reason for us to bring anyone in. And now we're 20th and we really regret that. Uh, yeah, that's that's exactly what Sheffield United are doing. So um, it's, it's such a shame because they were so exciting last season. Well, exciting is not the word, because they also played boring football. But um, I think that it, Sheffield's time, yeah, they've, I think they've just accepted their fate now. They're lying in a coffin, ready to be buried. And I think it's a matter of time before they're announced as the first team to be relegated.
0: Mm, yeah, no, I agree. Um, so if we're agreeing on that one there, if I go to my, my third and final loser of the Premier League transfer uh, window so far, it was quite tough because at first thought I'm thinking Fulham for similar reasons they brought in Josh Marger from Bordeaux on loan but the Fulham were the ones that I was initially going to go with but on face looking at it now it's a really tough call I don't know whether to put my final boot on the fact that I could go for Fulham or Newcastle United and I think I think I am going to walk for Newcastle and the reason being is that they've been poor they've been so bad and, you know, the, the, the signings they did in, they made in the summer, I was thinking, like, oh, my God, you know, fair play. Like, Bruce is, Bruce is out now. Like, so, like, basically stealing Jamal Lewis from Liverpool's noses. I think that was smart. I think um, Callum Wilson, he's obviously been the one who's been standout for Newcastle. He's been he's been very good. I think he's already on, like, 11 goals, 10, 11 goals already. Um, so, I me mean, a fair play to Callum Wilson. Matt Ritchie, another calculated move. I think a lot of their business in the summer was good, but they haven't been good enough. Joe Willock on loan does not show intent from a club that want to strike forward. Steve Bruce, he's probably not the manager to take him forward, is he? You know what you get with Steve Bruce, um, but Joe Willock on loan, unfruitful. Newcastle, in my third. I've, I've solidified it, not for Newcastle. <laughs> uh,
1: I, yeah, I think I think that. Yeah, seeing Newcastle struggle at the moment is is very. Uh, it, it's quite it's quite strange because of the, exactly what you said. The the signings, um, you know, bringing in. Bringing in Ryan Fraser, bringing in Callum Wilson, uh, Jamal Lewis, uh, Hendricks as well, which wasn't really a great signing, but um, yeah, uh, let's, 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 it's 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 very deflating as as someone that does does like Newcastle United, you know, based on based on family and 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 um, you know and, and, and in laws, but it's so weird, you know they've they've been hit with so much. You know so much tragedy uh, this year. You know a lot of players have been injured or ill, or in the case of Set Maximan, ill. No one knows whether he's actually ill or if he's actually uh, fallen out with Steve Bruce. Uh, there are a lot of rumors out there and speculation whether whether Maximan is is wanting a move out. Um, I, and I don't think you know Steve Bruce is is the man to take them forward. Um, so I think I think that it's it's. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird move I think for for, for Newcastle United. Although I'm just going to say this now, uh, you know, you one of your bottom two or one of your, one of your bottom three. Wolverhampton Wanderers are currently beating Arsenal two one. So um, we'll, we'll see how that goes when we put this out uh, tomorrow. Hopefully, Wolves have continued this
0: and two. two so that's that, that's two just making me angry. Two red cards two, for Arsenal. <laughs> Two red cards for Arsenal. Wow, and and, and Leno have been 0-0. sent off. <laughs> and we drew to nil nil. I don't know what to say, people. Um, <laughs> as always, you know those are our predictions. We would love to hear from you. Um, winners and losers. We will have some um, social media links. Um, Mainly on our Instagram, you can go and get a bit interactive with us. Let us know what you think, and you can follow us also on Instagram at the Average Pundits and like us on Facebook at the Average Pundits as well. On Twitter, we are Pundits Average. Um, and if you're streaming to this, um, give us a follow on your favourite streaming platforms. Thank you very much for showing the support. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, please do like and subscribe. We do really appreciate any likes and subscribes we are getting, as always. Uh, but thank you very much for joining me on this one, Reese, A January special. Yes, it's
1: always yeah. It's 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 our second annual January transfer window special. You know, looking at the winners and losers. Um, it feels like only yesterday that we were looking at Bruno Fernandes and, and Minamino coming into the club. So, uh, yeah, it was it, it's it's great to, to reminisce on this window. Not as exciting as last year, obviously, COVID permitting because everyone can't spend. No one has the money, so uh, a bit boring. But
0: we're here, we're the average pundits, and we make it work. <laughs> <laughs> we are indeed. And there we go, guys. Thank you so much for watching, for streaming, for listening. As always, we will see you next time.